Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This Sunday, we commemorate, of course, our primary commemoration and celebration is of the resurrection, but we also have the prophet Hosea, who is one of the great prophets of Israel, who embodied, as our Lord directed him, uh, the relationship that God had with Israel. In other words, Hosea was asked to go and wed himself to a harlot because his wife Gomer was Israel and Hosea was God. That he represented this relationship and she cheats on him and he is to receive her back. They also, the children that they bear, also get names like not my son, uh, things not my people, they, the daughter, let me look, I'm forgetting off the top of my head, uh, the son is not my people, and then, I'm forgetting what the daughter's name is, it's of equal significance in a similar vein. God, in the family of Hosea, in some way to try and strike at the heart of Israel, wants Israel to see, not just think about or kind of hear, but to see in this family what had been broken and what had been brought about by what Israel had done. Building idols, Baal specifically for the prophet Hosea, that they know that there is the God who brought them out of Egypt, but they have instead gone off after strange gods. Now, if you read Hosea, you're going to need a little bit of help, because Hosea is not easy reading for two different reasons. One is you need to be drenched in the Old Testament in order to understand the metaphors and the allusions and the things in which govern his prophetic imagination, where he's drawing upon the law, the book of Deuteronomy, where there is the re, uh, rededication of Israel, the interpretation of what the law and the relationship between God and Israel is. But you also get in Hosea a lot of really, really strong words to Israel. You're probably used to hearing strong words from prophets, but Hosea is very strong. Basically, God is saying the judgment that is coming is something that uh, it's, it's, he describes God's relationship to them as a she-bear that's going to tear them apart. God is going to come and that there is going to be judgment. But this judgment is always in the prophet Hosea is not just a kind of side thing of just God is terrible, but God is coming to judge in order to free. God is coming to set things right. God is coming to tell the truth. God is coming to love in the midst of their infidelity. When we get to the end of Hosea, if you want to look to something of hope in Hosea, you have to go to the end, and you have to read his last word. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you became weak through your wrongdoings. 
Take with you words and turn to the Lord your God. Speak to him, that you may not receive the reward of unrighteousness, but that you may receive good things. We will render and return the fruit of our lips. Assyria will not save us. We will not mount on horseback. You can hear the Psalms in the background, if you're familiar with the Psalms, when Israel looked to some other nation to save them, or maybe their military might. Let us no longer save the works of our hands, our gods, the building of idols. He who is among you shall have mercy on the orphan. I will restore their dwellings. I will love them willingly, even if they have departed. For he has turned away my wrath from them. I will be as dew to Israel. And he shall bloom as the lily, and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread, and he shall be as a fruitful olive tree, and his fragrance shall be as the smell of Lebanon. They shall return and dwell under his shadow. They shall live and be satisfied with corn, and he shall flower as a vine. His memorial shall be as the wine of Lebanon. To Ephraim, what has he to do any more with idols? I have humbled him, and I will strengthen him. I am as a leafy juniper tree for me... From me your fruit is found. The word of judgment in Hosea, the word that he embodied in his life, of faithfulness in the midst of infidelity, that there was and is from our God fruit that we receive from our own wrongdoings, from our own idol worship, from our own infidelity with God. But this never, and when he comes and saves us, there is going to be a judgment about the things. It's kind of like a tree. You have maybe a diseased branch or something, and there's some trimming, some pruning that has to occur. But this is for the sake of the tree. It might not, the trees don't feel in the way that we feel, but this judgment, this word, when we acknowledge what we have done, it never feels right initially where it can throw us off. But when we embrace the truth of God, it is as dew, as he says through the prophet Hosea. It is life. It is the wine of Lebanon. It is, you can see the first psalm, it's a tree that has deep roots besides the water. This is what it is for God to come and be with his people. And Hosea ends, the prophecy of Hosea, ends a little enigmatically. And this actually comes up in the gospel for tomorrow. Who is wise and will understand these things, or prudent and will know them? For the ways of the Lord are straight, and the righteous shall walk in them, but the ungodly shall become weak in them. To come and understand and hear, as our Lord in telling of all his parables, he who has ears to hear can hear it. But those are the ones who are looking for God. Those are the ones who don't get sidetracked with the idols. They're the ones who yearn, strain, you know, grab the hem of our Lord's garment. They're the ones who, when they know they can't turn to their Assyria or to their uh, mounted Calvary, that they have to come when all things on the human side of things are done, zilch, de nada, they have to come to our Lord, and he gives life. He gives new life 
the life that we know that we can have with our God. So as we commemorate the prophet Hosea, I commend to you the last chapter of Hosea, and to gain a heart and an ear that can understand and see what God wants to do in our midst, so that we do not become weak like the unrighteous, and they attempt to try to understand, but that we become strong, rooted beside the still water. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.